You're listening to Talking Possessed on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. My name is Gina Scioli, and I'm joined by Abbas Dahudwala. It's been a few weeks. Things are pretty busy around here on campus. Um, but to recap the end of the women's basketball season, um, the women's team made their way through the Big East tournament last weekend, um, which culminated in a matchup against rival Marquette, whom they beat to achieve the three-peat um, and solidify their place as one of the better teams here in the nation. Um, Abbas, how was the tournament? Um, it was great. DePaul had a really good weekend. Uh, started off with a 97-59 victory over Providence. Um, start, none of the starters played more than 27 minutes, so that one was a, a real old-fashioned beatdown. Providence didn't really put up a fight at all. Uh, then the Seton Hall game. The Seton Hall game came, gave me like a little bit of a scare. It was 83-80. It was closer than the Marquette game, and you know Seton Hall played a lot better than Marquette did. Uh, and it, it started with their size. They really used their size really well. Desiree Elmore had 26 and 13. DePaul won by 3, 83-80. And uh, a lot of it was, um, you know, it started out really well. DePaul had a really good first quarter, or beginning to the first quarter, I should say. But then... Seton Hall really just fought their way back in, and it looked like a game that was going to be like 110 to 108. Mm-hmm. Like they were just at will scoring, 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 scoring. But then in the fourth quarter, it kind of picked up uh, defensively. Both teams, they tied in the fourth quarter, 13 points scored by each team. Um, and like both teams like kind of tightened down a little bit. They started calling a bunch of fouls too in, in the fourth quarter after like not calling that many in the beginning of the game. And what what was really odd is that, like, DePaul, their defense hasn't really... I mean, they're, they're not a good field goal percentage defense team. They're not a good three-point defense team. They're not a really good... Um, like In terms of, like, scoring, uh, points given up per game, mm-hmm. they don't look that great, but uh, it's the turnovers that really make the difference, and they didn't force turnovers in this game against Seton Hall. Uh, total, they scored... They, they forced 12, and they averaged, like, 21, uh, which is, like, what, seventh in the nation... Uh, see, it, it kind of made sense that this happened, though Seton Hall is pretty pretty good at, at you know, being smart with the ball. Um, but they just didn't have the guard play to, to overcome DePaul. And I it, it'll be interesting to see how, how Seton Hall goes uh, moving forward. And then the Marquette game. Obviously, this whole episode just has this, like, cloud hanging over it. Right. It, it, it feels like there's, like, an elephant in this... In a rather studio, large one, yeah. Scare, staring at me, yeah. As I'm saying this, and like as I'm talking about these games, and it's like, uh, yeah. I'm getting like the death eyes from this <laughs> elephant in the corner over there. He's just staring me down. Um, but then there, there was the Marquette game. Sorry, eighty-eight seventy-four to Paul one. They started out <laughs> really well. Uh, they they kind of took off from the beginning. Uh, they had no answer for Lauren Van Clune, and she was going off. She didn't miss a shot till the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and it was because Kelly Campbell played the best defense you can possibly play on someone yeah. uh, when you're undersized and this person is currently 10 of 10 with 20 points, 22 points um, she uh, Van Clune ended up with 22 points on 10 of 11 shooting um, and, and for some reason she only played 25 minutes I think you and me were on the call for that game and we were like openly like wondering it's like in that third second mm-hmm. and third quarter 
third quarter specifically when DePaul like took off again, uh, there was that like half court shot by Selena Lott at the end of the second quarter to end the half, right? Which like kind of, kind of gave them some momentum. Yeah. I mean, it, it was still like a thirteen point DePaul lead at mm-hmm. that point, so like it was still like DePaul was in in control. But then the third quarter when it looked like Marquette could have maybe had a chance to come back, Van Clunen sat. For so long yeah and we were speculating you know is it an injury what what is stopping her from coming back into this game um and it was a big question mark and you know we kept saying like we're fine with her not being in this game um because obviously in the long run it helped the women's team come out with a win but it does you know it was it was a big question mark on the game of why isn't marquette's you know most efficient shooter out here um, and, you know, and she is incredibly tall. She creates such a size mismatch on almost everybody on DePaul's team. Um, she's really hard to guard. I mean, it's it was a big question mark, like we said, and it was very confusing um, that she didn't play for very long. And then when she came back, she, you know, was at it again, not really missing until the fourth. So, yeah, I still don't really know why she didn't play that much. Yeah, and I think DePaul really did a good job. I mean, before the game, we talked about how, like, you got to limit Van Clunen, limit Altia Anderson, limit uh, Chloe Murata, limit Cameron Taylor. Those are their four players who are, like, 6'2 and plus, 6'1 plus. Uh, they, uh, you know, they had such an impact in the game last Sunday mm-hmm. that DePaul lost the last conference game against Marquette. Um, but only Van Clunen really showed up in, in, in this game. I mean, they had Anderson in foul trouble. She had three fouls. Taylor in only 17 minutes, she had four fouls. Murata didn't have an impact either. She had two fouls. So they kept forcing them. They kept getting to the rim, kept getting to the line. They, they took, DePaul took 22 free throws. Uh, and they really executed the game plan so well to kind of take market size out of it. And I think we also talked about, like, force the perimeter players to do all the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. And Selena Lott showed up. She had 26 points, 10 of 14 shooting. But she had eight turnovers. Yeah. Which is... That's that's. I mean, you you almost had a, a double double with points and turnovers. <laughs> um, they did such an amazing job. Uh, just every time Lot had the ball, and we saw like Sonia Morris doing a lot of it. She had so many steals. Yeah, she had six, six? I believe, at one yeah. point. If that's uh-huh. not her total. Uh-huh. And and that was in the first half. All six. Yeah. She didn't have a single steal in the second half, but she had six just in the first twenty minutes of play. Insane. Yeah, so they they did. I mean, it was just, it was a great game. And then like after that, uh, moving on like Tuesday, Monday ish after the game, we were talking. Everyone's talking, I guess, uh, that like okay, hey, look, like this team is already slated to have home games mm-hmm. uh, in the NCAA tournament. And like, oh, hey, look, selection Mon- selection Monday is less than a week away. Um, this team has so much momentum right now. They they dominated in the Big East tournament. Um, and then Wednesday happens. Yeah, Wednesday sure did happen. Um, so if you are not living under a rock, um, Wednesday, you know, Wednesday during the day was pretty tame, um, pretty normal. And then around, let's say, like 7, 8 p.m. Central Time um, for us here in Chicago, um, things started to get a little crazy. Um Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz um, tested positive for Ooh. coronavirus. Um, 
And so that game between the Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder was canceled. Literally right before it was about to start, fans were already there and seated and ready to go. Um, the players were rushed back to the locker room. They were there for like four hours. Um, they were all tested. And um, Rudy obviously tested positive. Um, and then the next morning, it was announced that Donovan Mitchell also tested positive. Um, and so that night, um, Wednesday night, uh, the NBA suspended the rest of the season, um, which is huge. I mean, we've never experienced anything like that let alone then, you know, come Thursday. Um, you know, originally both NCAA tournaments, men's and women's, were just going to be, um, they were just going to host family, limited family, um, and the teams themselves. Yeah, no fans. Was, it would have been like yeah, empty rooms. no fans. Um, and so that's how it stood. And then, you know, after Wednesday night, um, a lot of other organizations and sporting bodies started to shut down and cancel events, and that included the NC- both NCAA tournaments being canceled, um, a lot of seasons being cut short, a lot of college careers being cut short quite abruptly, um, certain seasons that haven't even started yet or haven't really picked up yet are done. Um, yeah, it's a crazy thing to try and um, even fathom what's happening. It's so unprecedented. Yeah, and and I mean, it's like it, it's like beyond just like I mean, like students are affected, people who can't go to work are affected. I feel like for us, it's like, uh, especially for like seniors like me who are like going to the last quarters. It's like, are places gonna be? hiring still what are Mm -hmm. like the organization what what happens with like these organizations are they hiring are they going to keep bringing people in how do you learn how to do a job if you can't go in right Uh, one of my friends who just started a job out in the suburbs they told him he has to work remotely but it's like a lot of his stuff you need to be there to learn how to do it Mm -hmm. Uh, so like all this stuff is just like so up in the air and there's so much uncertainty uh even here we don't know like people who are living on campus they don't really know where to go, what to do. Um, and it's just, it's it's so odd. There's like this feeling of stop being like stuck in limbo. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I'm getting for sure, where it's like, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, no, there's uh-huh. a lot of questions that people have um, regarding, you know, I think sports essentially as we know it right now, all of them are canceled and all of them are not happening. And like for us is like, you know, we work at a sports radio station. And so that's big for us because that's like what we watch and that's what we talk about. Um, But in the grand scheme of things, it's not necessarily inconsequential, but it's, you know, it feels like such a small thing compared to like, what are students going to do? What are, you know, professionals going to do right now when they can't really work properly um, there's just so many questions because nobody has experienced anything like this. Like I was on the phone with my parents and they were like, I don't, I have nothing to compare this to. So everybody is just as confused as the next person of how do we move forward and, and how do structures, you know, operate? How do organizations still continue? And it's a big, big old mess of confusion. 
Yeah, no, it 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 really is, and there doesn't seem to be any like one body that's like giving instructions as to like mm-hmm. what should you do here, what should you do. I mean, like even the president of the of, of the university was like, they sent out that email. It was so vague. I'm I'm sure other DePaul students and would 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 agree that it was really yeah. vague and and. The instructions were very unclear as to what we were doing going forward. He sent that out before professors knew. So professors found out the Mm -hmm. same time that we did. And so they were swamped with questions that they also had no answers to. Mm -hmm. And one of my professors said that a lot of of them were assuming that they were going to send that email out yesterday because yesterday was when they were going to have like a meeting with Mm -hmm. the board and all that kind of stuff. Um, so they just assumed, you know, the big email regarding spring quarter and all this stuff was going to happen 24 hours later, but instead it was sent out at like 7.30 p.m. Wednesday night, and then that, you know, was just so confusing and so vague, um, and yeah, professors didn't know what to do or say, and it was just not, not really the best way to handle this situation. Because even 48 hours later, there's still so many questions. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we are sports people, so we we spoke with Kelly Campbell, Lexi Held uh, about you know about about what's been going on, about all this, how, about how it is for athletes too, and just I guess like reflections on the fact that like this is it for this year, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. I, I wish they, I wish like organizations would say postponed instead of canceled, mm-hmm. because in that I feel like even if there is like not even if they know that it's not going to happen, at least having that optimism right is nice. Like it's going to be postponed till this date, and then twenty days before, if you know that it's not going to, or ten days before, you know that it's not improving, you say, okay, we're going to postpone it again till this later date. Mm-hmm. So, like, hearing it that way is always nice. I mean, we've been seeing the NBA tweets that, like, uh, like those one today, Lakers met with the team, and there's this belief that the season will finish. Mm-hmm. Like, not now, but it will end up, even if it's, like, late July, late August or something. Right. Um, but it's going to be, I mean, like, it'll, it's it's not like one of those where it's like, oh, this is happening someplace in the world. These are the effects we're seeing there. It's like, we have it here now. Mm-hmm. And like everything's getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. I got tickets to an early movie screening. They got pushed pushed back. I was looking forward to that. They were free. <laughs> I was gonna go enjoy a movie. Um, but no, no, everything is is, is pushed back. So yeah. if you need toilet paper, don't go to a grocery store because you're probably not gonna get. Also, anything. don't hoard them. Also, yeah, also don't hoard them. Because that Please. creates more panic. Please don't do that. But anyways, here's our uh, here's our interview with uh, Kelly Campbell, Lexi Howell. Um, first off, congratulations on winning the Big East on Monday. Um, so we wanted to talk about um, your season first before we get to kind of the other questions that I think we're all having considering the news. Um, but for Monday, uh, to first ask, what was going through your mind when Coach Bruno subbed the five of you guys out um, in the last minute? I think for me that's when I really sunk in that we like had one. I mean, until then I was still not going to chance it, but it was, mm-hmm. it was a great feeling to know we won back-to-back-to-back championships. Yeah, we were we were definitely in the zone until that last minute, and then, you know, when we heard the buzzer and we saw everyone getting up, it was it was pretty nice to, to know that it was, like, for sure that we had the win. Mm-hmm. 
Um, do you guys have a favorite moment off the court from this season? Uh, we do a lot of stuff off the court together, but I would say probably one of my favorite things that we've done this year was when we flew out to play Oregon State and then we traveled to Nike. He we went to the Nike headquarters and we had a little tour there. I thought that was really fun, really cool to do. That's awesome. And then I guess like this was one of like the better teams that we've seen here in a while. What was it? Was there like a, a chemistry thing about this this year's team? And Kelly, you might have more insight on that since this is your, your fourth year here. What was it about this team that made it so successful? Yeah, I mean, this team definitely worked very hard. The work ethic that each player had was different than I've seen in the past. And um, really on any given night, like any player could have dropped 20. So I think that's really what made us special was it's hard to guard us because we were so well-rounded as a team. Um, for Lexi, what about conference play? Had you playing so well and like putting up career bests? Was it something that you were telling yourself or did it just kind of happen and you were like, all right, I want to roll with this? <laughs> I think a lot of it came from just like practicing really hard every day in practice, getting mm -hmm. better. And Bruno does a really good job at trying to keep us focused and in the moment. So. You know, when, when we have someone like that where who really keeps us grounded, it's it's easy to just go out and play and not worry about all the other things that people are talking about, and he calls it the noise. And so I think that's something that really allowed me to, you know, just be comfortable and play my game, and it turned out pretty well, I guess. <laughs> and what was it like, I guess, just during the tournament itself? Because, I mean, even in the Seton Hall game, you had the really the really strong start and then it got kind of close but you never stopped scoring 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 what was it just about I guess about this weekend or last weekend that went so well for you well <clears throat> throughout the year we work really hard for for March and you know big e winning the Big East is never easy and it's always one of our biggest goals and so I knew this weekend it was it was going to be very very competitive and it was going to get close for sure in some games and so you know we prepared all year for that we have <clears throat> we've played closer games. We've played really tough opponents in our off in our non-conference, and so I don't know. I think everybody just really stepped up this this weekend, knowing what was at stake. And then it was such a successful conference play. I mean, this is one of the better ones that I've seen since I've been here. One of the better ones the programs had. Uh, the last week, last two weeks, the the. the the Villanova game, the Marquette game. What did y'all feel like? What was going on? I mean, it was it was a very, obviously, a temporary uh, low after this last weekend. But what was, like, the issues that y'all felt in those games? I mean, Villanova, obviously, was, like, senior day. so like, yeah. coach's last game. So they, they had a lot going for them, like, emotions-wise. But what, what did y'all feel? I mean, road games are pretty hard to win in the Big East. So we had a bunch of road games back-to-back -back and... And obviously some other circumstances, like it was senior day, Harry's last game, but not making any excuses for our losses. But we obviously just didn't really defend and rebound as well as we would have liked to on the road. And I think we really learned from those losses, though, and that helped us play in the Big East tournament. So wouldn't don't take them back, but, you know. And then how do you feel about this, like, Marquette rivalry that you've had going these last few years, especially since the Big East changed? I mean, it's been like... Y'all take a few, they take a few. Obviously, you have won the big ones, but what, how do you feel about this rivalry? <clears throat> yeah, the DePaul Marquette Mar rivalry is unlike anything I've played in. I mean, my freshman year, I lost to them three times, so then <coughs> to win three back-to-back -back, uh, Big East championships has felt really good. 
And, um, you know, just every time we play them, it's really going to be an intense game. It's how exciting every time we play them is. Yeah, I've only been here two years, and you can just definitely tell there's a different vibe when we're playing Marquette, whether it's in the regular season or obviously in the tournament. So. And I guess are you looking forward to, like, continuing that, Lexi, and then, like, especially with UConn coming back, forming another rivalry as well? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, the Big East always has great competition, so just looking forward to continuing to compete. Um, so, we, so the news is lots going on in the news, and everyone has questions whether you're an athlete, a student, both obviously for you guys, um, a professor. Everybody has questions on like what is happening. Um, but what was going through each of your minds, or maybe a collective as a collective team? Um, when you guys first saw that the tournament was canceled? I mean, as a senior, it's very upsetting just to have your season end so abruptly. Um, but also, I was very upset because like, this is probably the best team I've been on here. And mm -hmm. so I think we really had a chance to go very far in the tournament. So that's sad to see that <clears throat> it's just come to an end like that. But I guess the big, t big picture, we just have to understand that it's for the greater good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely hard because this is what we work for throughout the whole year like in June we're always looking for till we play for March you know it's, it's always something that we have in the back of our minds and so for us not to really get to play it out it just kind of does leave you a little bit empty mm -hmm. yeah and I mean like what have your coaches been like helping you guys through it or like telling you guys um, you know certain things to kind of come to terms with you know your seasons over and potentially college careers are over um, have they been kind of helping you guys out through this too? We had a meeting yesterday and we'll meet again today. They don't really know much information yet, so mm -hmm. they're trying to keep us as mm -hmm. steady as they can. But I mean, it's tough. There's not really much they could do. There's not much closure they could really give us. So it's yeah. tough from both angles. Mm -hmm. um, do you two have, and maybe for the rest of your team, everyone is going through such an unprecedented thing. Um, do you guys have any like advice for other athletes coming to terms with the fact that their seasons are over right now? Well, I don't know if we have any advice because we don't even really know how to yeah. come right. I still don't know how to handle it. But, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure it's just something that will really bring us as a group together even mm -hmm. stronger. But Really just don't take <clears throat> any days for granted because you never mm -hmm. really know when your season could end. I mean, nothing like this has ever happened before, so right. it's crazy yeah. to think about. But this really makes you... Um, grateful for what you've gone through mm -hmm. and do you have any other like reflections just maybe not as an athlete as a student like about these last few days because I mean like there are all these things going on it's like the what the students who are living on campus I know both of you live on campus like what do you do and then like international students where do they go if they yeah. can't live on campus um, yeah like beyond <laughs> athletics what if your like maybe not questions but just like overall thoughts of like how this has been handled we yeah, there's just a lot of questions yeah i still have a lot of questions <laughs> yeah. um, i mean we're supposed to move out in 10 days i don't know how i'm supposed to get all my stuff back to new jersey in 10 days so that's yeah. kind yeah. of where i'm at right now yeah, yeah. so there's just a lot to be yeah. hopefully yeah. hopefully sooner rather than later mm -hmm. yeah just i mean sucks as a senior to have like your last semester kind yeah. of thrown away yeah yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> very it's, much it's, looking forward to spring. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we always talk about how spring is when we can like so like not socialize, but, but like, yeah, be socialize. with the other athletes because 
from like September to March, we're always so locked in. We have yeah. practices, and we have like maybe one day off a week. Or, as you know, the basketball season is very long, it's so very springs long. like are it's like very kind strenuous. of kind of a break. So yeah, we're and looking so forward to being social, having some fun, but. But everyone's going to be yeah. gone. <laughs> so, we will probably be gone, too. So, so that's like, going to be hard. What does a typical spring look like for y'all? What are, what are like, because, like, I mean, we're all missing out, and we're going to miss out on so much these next few months. And it sucks, too, that there's no, like, timeline. It's not like, right. oh, in June, everything will be fine again. Yeah. It's like we don't, we have no idea. It's like, I guess, what what, what is that typical spring our, our, post-basketball season? Our workload for basketball gets a little bit lighter so it's a little bit less stressful more of maintaining your fitness on the basketball side of things and then we'll have like the weekends off so we can really you know just be with the other athletes when we normally don't have that chance in the in the winter which is kind of a bummer <laughs> and then i guess what's coach bruno like out of the season because like i know in season he's like all on um i mean coach bruno is coach bruno but like how does he change in the off season I wouldn't call it a change. I think <laughs> maybe he's a little calmer. Yeah, like, <laughs> off the court, he's always yeah. he's obviously different off the court than he is on, on the court. But I think th- he's a pretty consistent, just really a caring person and really always concerned with how you are as a person, how you are in school, and then and then how you are in basketball. So he really cares about you as a whole. And so I think that's that's something people might not know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's all I really have. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, last thoughts or anything, reflections, anything really? No, thank you guys for doing all your coverage on us over the years. Yeah. We do appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sorry we're not able to do more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's really odd to end the way that yeah, we're so ending. Weird. Like, I mean, it's yeah. weird for everyone, but I mean, like, I can't even imagine, like, the other athletes like that just had their seasons cut right in the middle of it. Right. Or at least they got to like end on a win. Right. Like softball and all those. Yeah. Like tennis. They're just done. Like what if you're a senior? Do you get another year? Like what happens there? Yeah. There's a lot of questions of like how is NCAA going to handle eligibility now going forward? Um, I saw there's like a petition started for like a fifth year. Yeah. 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 Which I think like should happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, do we have the money for that? Right. Yeah. 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 It's super hypothetical, but like, if you had one more, if you could right. stay one more year, unsure. Like I said, it's a long season. <laughs> um, that's. I mean, pretty much all we have. Thank you guys so much for talking with us um, and interacting with us throughout the season. Um, you guys had such an incredible run. We're all sad. Um, I can't even fathom what is, you know, how you guys are feeling um, with everything that's going on. But again, thank you so much for coming in today. Of course. Thank, thank you. you. For Abbas and myself, we want to thank Lexi and Kelly once again for coming in to talk to us. Um it was really great being able to have a conversation with them about the season and you know what questions they have regarding um, all these different organizations canceling things, postponing, suspending, whatever word uh, they chose to use. Going forward, um, thank you so much for listening to other episodes of Talking Possessed here at Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of Radio DePaul Blue Demons. 
We've really enjoyed making these and you know bringing news and discussion regarding DePaul Athletics to you guys. Um, going forward, we don't really know what is going to happen um, regarding you know other athletics, whether we're even still going to be able to do this. Um, so as of right now, this might be your last one for a while, and we'll just say see you later. Um, for Abbas and myself and the rest of the Radio DePaul Sports staff that has appeared on the podcast, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on uh, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and various other platforms. Thank you so much. <laughs>